Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is On the Block. It is not Strick and Austin. Stricky is uh, traveling today. Should be back on the show tomorrow. So it's part of what I'm dubbing Nick and Austin Afternoons Week. There you go. Trademark it. It's, that's really what it's been. It's what it's turned into. Rico was here, but ditched for happy hour. And Well, no, he was Strick here for was one segment. Today. It doesn't even count. It was one segment. That's... Half bleeping it. I'm kidding, Rico. <laughs> at best. Yeah, I don't know where he's at. He's somewhere here. Because he's back now, but he doesn't want to be on the show. He's back and then he's gone. Yeah, whatever. Tomorrow. Whatever. Yeah. Mr. That's Reliable, fine. though, on the Allo VIP line, brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart, is Evan Bland of the Omaha World. Harold, Evan, I'm sure you are like the rest of us, furiously clicking F5 and the refresh button on your computer, <laughs> monitoring the transfer portal. Is that a fair assumption? <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's hard to actually get access to the actual transfer portal. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of uh, what you hear and who's flying where and who's available and who's leaving and like it's uh, yeah, it's a constant moving target. Are are you a flight tracker type of guy, Evan? Uh, not for like three hundred and thirty days out of the year. <laughs> Come on. Um, but this is uh, part. I suppose this is one of those uh, those thirty day stretches. There yes. you go. Let's talk about flight tracker season a little bit here. Nebraska's plane has been all over the country. You and your coworker, Sam McEwen, did some reporting for a few quarterbacks that Nebraska's been interested in, been out to visit. Some of those names include uh, Sam Levitt out in East Lansing. You also look at Blake Shapin down in Wake of Texas from Baylor. And the, the plane went to Columbus, Ohio, not Columbus, Nebraska, as I joked, to visit <laughs> Kyle McCord. Of those three guys, which do you think is highest on Nebraska's list, and what do you think would make them the best fit for this Husker offense? Well, you hope that would be one and the same. Uh, It's hard to say what's highest on their list, Austin. It seems like they're casting a pretty wide net. I mean, when you throw in the reported visit to Will Howard out of Kansas State on Saturday and the fact that – you know, Marcus Satterfield's planes in Pullman, Washington right now, uh, presumably to see Cameron, Cameron Ward. Like, that's a pretty wide range of quarterbacks. You're talking about, you know, on, on the one hand, a guy like Sam Levitt, who's got four years of eligibility still, uh, all the way to the other end, where, you know, Howard and, and Shapin and McCord and Ward, all those guys have one year left. And so that would fit sort of the high-impact player that Matt Rule spoke of at his press conference uh, you know, last week, yeah, I personally, I, I like Blake Shapin from Baylor. I think he's a really interesting prospect. He's a little bit shorter, six foot, former uh, standout baseball player. So he's got a heck of an arm. He's mobile enough. If you look at uh, what he's able to do with his legs, like he's not maybe going to build his game on the run, but he can move around as needed. Um, you know, and, and he has a reputation for being accurate. I think it's about a three to one touchdown to interception ratio, uh, completing close to, I think 65% of his passes, definitely over 60%. And, and that's what you want. Like you, you put a guy like that 
in Nebraska's offense from this past year, and, and they might have won eight games. You know, Who knows how that would have gone. So I think he might be in that sweet spot where he's not the high-end guy like Cam Ward is, who will certainly be uh, commanding a pretty high payday from whoever wins his services. And I think Will Howard is, is probably in that conversation too. I think Shapin can be what Nebraska would want him to be in sort of that next tier of quarterback. But again, uh, we'll see how it plays out here over the course of the next week. Things continue to move pretty quickly in the portal as schools are trying to find their guys. And it's also possible that, uh, you know, not everybody is in the portal who will end up in the portal, um, you know, moving forward with how things are going. So very fluid situation. But uh, I think of those guys, I mean, outside of Levitt, who's fairly unproven at the college level, Nebraska would be thrilled to have any of those other players that they visited. Let's say it is Chapin. Let's say he gets to campus. Any any word on if Rob Childress would put out some feelers for a potential bullpen arm? <laughs> <laughs> They'd probably love it. I mean, he was a high-end baseball prospect out of Shreveport, Louisiana in high school. He had a 90-mile-an-hour fastball, big power left-handed bat, uh, was going to play baseball at Arizona State. Didn't uh, didn't happen when he flipped to Baylor and then uh, decided to stick with football. But, I mean, that's a guy who has his options, right? Like, who uh, who has the arm talent, who has the physical ability to excel in multiple sports, certainly the hand-eye coordination. So, uh, probably not. I, I wouldn't think that would be the case, but uh, just to have a guy with those abilities is always a, a, pl- a plus. We're talking to some transfer portal here with Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. A couple interesting positions that stand out to me, Evan, are edge rusher. There are a couple guys that have entered the portal recently uh, from the state of Florida with some Nebraska ties, but also wide receiver. I mean, I know Nebraska's playing being up in Pullman probably for Cam Ward, but there are a couple interesting wide receiver targets, I think, on that Cougars roster headlined by Josh Kelly, their their lead receiver from last year. If if you're in Nebraska and you could get either a top tier edge rusher or a wide receiver one, where are you putting more of your eggs? Which basket are you going for? You know, in a vacuum, I would say edge rusher because that's just the more disruptive position, I think. But when I look at the makeup of Nebraska's team, like I, I think you can make the argument that they can find that guy or those guys from the edge rush, edge rushing spots, especially when you look at guys like Nash Hutmaker coming back and Ty Robinson and uh, Jamari Butler and down the line, like the receiving group as talented as it can be. And as much as they've shown flashes, like there's nobody in that room who has been both healthy and productive for multiple college seasons. Right now, you have some true freshmen that you figure will take the leap as you go along in their careers. But now that, Billy Kemp is gone. You really don't have that leader in the group. And you have a position coach who's also pretty new to college football and Garrett McGuire. So you'd love to have sort of that veteran leader. And, you know, that's a spot that Nebraska's had some success in through the years, right? With Samori Toure and, and Trey Palmer and Billy Kemp this last year. And uh, I think recent history would say that those guys are available. You can find those players. And you detailed a few of them who are available right now. Uh, and and typically, by just by the nature of that position, you have guys that are physically gifted who want more touches, and that's the one thing Nebraska can absolutely offer right now is uh, we will get you the football if you're able to get open. Uh, so I think if you can find a, a wide receiver one to sort of anchor that passing game next year and maybe be sort of a bridge towards some of those younger players as they continue to grow into their uh, own in their own uh, careers. And I think that's probably 
a place that you start. Um, and if you can only have one, then I think you look again at the defensive line and what Nebraska's done there defensively, and, and you're probably happy enough that you're going to be able to pressure the quarterback with the guys that you have. Evan, I've, I've asked a couple people this, and I want, I want to get your thoughts on it here as we go forward. I, I, how do you think if, if Nebraska is able to get a pretty impressive quarterback through the portal, and, and, and I guess off, offensive pieces altogether can be summed into this, how do you think the perspective of Marcus Satterfield changes within the fan base? Because I know uh, we know that there's, there's a lot of people that are unhappy, and rightfully so, with how the offense looked um, this season, obviously there's injuries that, that were across the entire offense. Does the, the perspective in the offseason and maybe the, the potential of Marcus Satterfield change in the eyes of Husker fans if they're able to go out and get a couple big names? Well, I think the one thing that you, you can't say about Marcus Satterfield in this last week is that he hasn't tried. Yeah. I mean, that was the question a week ago was like, okay, as much as uh, Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield and players have backed, the current quarterback room, Mm -hmm. I think there was a fair amount of skepticism of how much or how strong Nebraska would go into the portal after a top tier guy, Uh, you know, whether, whether they would go at all, or if they would go with more of a, maybe a developmental guy over a couple of years, um, just because that's in sort of the wheelhouse of of what Matt Rule wants to do. But I mean, look what they've done. Uh, Will Howard is right near the top of most teams wish list. Same with Kyle McCord, who was a surprise entrant. Cam Ward's probably at the very top, and Nebraska's flying out there to make a pitch. And yeah. uh, so you got to give him credit for that. Um, you know, the say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I think it's been such an interesting year with Satterfield because he was so hamstrung just with personnel and mm-hmm. injuries and everything that played out this year. And so Were there some questionable play calls late? Yes, absolutely. I'd be the first to say that. Uh, you know, they they went maybe too conservative when they shouldn't have, and they got too aggressive at a different point when they shouldn't have. Um, but the, the fact is, coaches do look a lot better when they have talented players running their schemes. And for the most part, they spent last year adjusting to the personnel that they had on the field. And it was almost good enough to get them to a bowl, not quite. So, yeah, I think if you can go out and you can land a quarterback, that says a lot of things. It says that Nebraska is competitive in the NIL space. It says... Uh, that, that guys trust Satterfield to be someone to develop them and get them to the next level. Uh, and it says that, you know, Nebraska is a, an attractive place to play with a lot of support in place that can help guys thrive. So if you're turning down other major schools and, and you know, everybody's after these guys uh, to come to Nebraska, then, yeah, I think that says a lot about Satterfield and about the program at large. I'm glad you mentioned the NIL aspect of that because seeing Nebraska pursue Howard McCord 
Shapin, presumably Ward then up at Washington State, makes me reframe how we view what Matt Rule said about the price of a good quarterback. You know, one, one and a half, two million. I think it, it was initially taken as, oh, Nebraska's not, not up there. They're not going to spend in that stratosphere. They're going to go more developmental. But seeing Nebraska pursue these guys, Evan, to me, it almost reads as a sales pitch or a, you know, plea from Matt Rule for, you know, NIL money, for people to get involved and help Nebraska be a player in that sort of market. Is that a fair takeaway in reframing? Yeah, maybe. It's possible. I always think when Matt Rule speaks to the media, he's very, very much uh, speaking to players, and oftentimes he's speaking to recruits. And so it's also possible that when he throws a number out there like that, uh, you know, the the transfer quarterbacks that are out there hear that and say this is something – that Nebraska is willing to pay. This is market value for guys at that level. And so maybe that's a, a little bit of a wake up call for some of the prospective quarterbacks out there who are getting other offers. This can help sort of reframe their perspective <clears throat> as well. And so, you know, I, I appreciate about Matt rule how open he is with a lot of these things. He's, he's been very transparent about a lot of behind the scenes things from NIL to, uh, you know, Tony White's situation and, and, and how he was looking for a job, um, you know, all that stuff. I think that that plays in his favor. And um, yeah, I, I do. I think that just the the transparency that he puts out there in this situation may end up coming back to help Nebraska down the stretch just because I don't think these guys necessarily get that from every school. I think you, your schools oftentimes want to tell guys what they want to hear and trying to recruit them to a pitch. And I think um, when you put out this kind of figure ahead of time, that probably adds a little bit of credibility to what Nebraska and Matt Rule are uh, you know, pitching these guys. It almost feels like a do-over for this staff, too, given their, their choices in the transfer portal last year. I'm sure it's easier to get a do-over now with the transfer portal you know, being more popular. Um, there, you're going to have another opportunity to make a bigger impact the next year than you did the year before, perhaps. But I think because Nebraska has a second chance, they can't afford to get this one wrong. Whoever it is they land on, whether it's one guy, two, developmental, bridge, whatever it is, I think the importance of this decision is magnified because Nebraska's in an era where you get a second chance, but you might not get a third. Yeah, no doubt. And what I think is interesting about the list of guys that they've been linked to is that they are kind of all over the board. Uh, you know, Shapin and Howard are, I guess, sort of similar but Cam Ward's a much different player than Kyle McCord, who's a lot more of a stationary quarterback in the pocket. Most of those guys or all of those guys have one year left. And so I, I get the sense that Nebraska is willing to find a guy who's a proven winner at that level, and it will be willing to adjust its offense accordingly based on what those guys have, as opposed to trying to fit a specific vision that Marcus Satterfield and Matt Rule have ahead of time. And I think the other thing is this staff has realized what its blueprint for winning in the big 10 is. And maybe it didn't know that a year ago when you bring in a guy like Sims, who was a a high risk, high reward player at Georgia tech. Uh, I think you go through the grind that Nebraska went through and it becomes pretty apparent. Like you can rely on your defense. You can uh, lean on the run game, especially in the elements as things get colder in the big 10. And if you can find a way to take care of the football and score, 25 points a game, you're, you're going to have a winning record and you might be in contention for more than that if some of your other players pop. So I think that's kind of the, 
the starting point for what they're looking for is a guy who's accurate, a guy who processes, knows where to go with the football. Um, maybe he's not a game breaker on every single play, but he's going to kind of fit into the complementary aspect of what they want to do. And I think they've learned this staff in their first go around in the Big Ten that that's going to be enough to keep you competitive just about every week. And I've been on that train for a while for Nebraska quarterbacks. As so many of them have been good out of system, but that's a, a small percentage of the plays, whereas being in the pocket and controlling the offense is 90 95% of the plays. But one other thing for you, Evan, here, is it all quiet on the winter front for Husker baseball? Any developments, positive or negative, uh, entering a pivotal spring for Will Bolton, that team? Uh, this is one of their quietest times of year, especially really at between Thanksgiving and the start of the second semester. They don't really do much, so the players are uh, pretty much training on their own. They'll come back next semester and start ramping things up. But I think next season you're going to see a little bit of what we just saw with the football season where this is the last iteration of this Big Ten before we start talking about what kind of clubs UCLA has and Washington has and all that. So. Uh, I think that part will be interesting. Um, and then you're just going to have a lot of interesting storylines this year, too. What does the offense look like uh, as it moves on from, from Bryce and Max? Is that those dynamic bats top the order? I think they have some versatility there, a little mix of speed and power. And then, to me, the most interesting thing is probably what's the impact of Rob Childress and his return to an on-field role as pitching coach. Um, you know, he obviously transformed Nebraska staffs back in the mid-2000s did it at Texas A&M for well over a decade. And so what is his immediate impact on a staff that looks to be pretty deep going into the season? And uh, as we've learned, like if you can have five or six quality starters that can give you midweek uh, outings and and keep you competitive in every game, like that's going to be a good recipe to get to the NCAA tournament. So uh, you put all that together, it looks like maybe the Big Ten isn't going to be particularly strong this year um you you add all that up and and it seems like nebraska should contend but uh i guess we'll see once they get rolling and start ramping up in january seven bland of the omaha world herald with us here during on the block evan as always appreciate the time have a great rest of your week thanks guys see you once again evan joined us on our vip line brought to you by aloe fiber where they understand the importance of exceptional Mm -hmm. service with local Hard. Had to sneak a baseball question well, in there to Evan because it's a huge year for this team. It, it is, and especially for like the Will Bolt staff, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of really good coaches on this team or in this organization, right? Obviously with Lance Harvell, and you bring in the guy I, I'm missing. I, I'm completely blanking on the name from, from Wichita, Wichita State. State. Uh, Mike Wright? Mike? I, I, I can't, I, I'm blanking on the name and I can't believe it. Uh, but they move on, obviously, from from Jeff Christie and Sirianni, they, Mike Sirianni. Thank you. And uh, from from Wichita State's, and they they elevate, you know, Judd, oh my gosh, uh, Childress. Rob Childress mm-hmm. from from you know that off field role to on field pitching coach now. So I, I mean, this is a big this is a big rule or a big year, like you said. The, those midweek games, man, killed Nebraska mm-hmm. last year. They killed them. You know the 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 twenty one to thirteen losses to North Dakota State and the. And like those aren't football scores; those are those are baseball games where it was you know fourteen to six and fourteen <laughs> to eight, and you can't have those, right? It kills your RPI number one, and it it also just kills any momentum that you can build throughout the season. Speaking of killing momentum, Major League Baseball is not yep. giving Kansas City a chance to build any. That's right. I am upset. We are going to keep talking okay. baseball to round out this hour. Woo! Because shout out to baseball. I'm Gosh, upset. Craig Kimbrell just signed with the Orioles. The we are going to get to that. 
We'll talk Woo! about that, what it means for them. Winter meetings might finally be popping off. We'll talk some Major League Baseball to round out Hour 1 of On the Block next. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.